from iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. CD, the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. Now, I'm not just a world-traveled professional wrestler and the man with the perfect shaped head to be bald for the rest of his life. I'm also the head of talent relations for All Elite Wrestling. And as such, I am not allowed to lie. It's in my contract. So when I tell you that Mike DeNiro and the Wrestling DeLorean podcast is available every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you know I'm telling you the truth. Now, Mike talks about classic WWF WCW, ECW, and TNA reviews, as well as doing modern news for AEW, WWE, Impact Wrestling, New Japan, and all the things that are happening in the world of professional wrestling today. So why don't you give it a listen and just remember that Christopher Daniels was the one that sent you, and uh, enjoy the podcast. Take care, everyone. Tough in the hood, till the wolves call. Bitches let a drink in the club, till the wolves call. Surrounded by the sheep in the street, till the wolves call. Everyone strip on the floor, we the wolves done. Who can fuck with De Niro? I got a Snyder extender clip, so who wanna play hero? Go bad shit like Ozzy, I was born in the darkness. Oh, you the wolf, so we pull up and you're harmless. So pray to Oliver Don, out of the top shot of the top spot. Final boss, you cross, that's when you ride stop. Bossy out with that white chalk. Trigger finger streets, while leave your brains on the sidewalk. Niggas that can tough in the hood, till the wolves call. Bitches let a drink in the club, till the wolves call. Surrounded by the sheep in the street, till the wolves call. Everyone strip on the floor, till the wolves run. Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the pack. Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back. Summertime, better be careful where you're at. No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack. Dipping, creeping through the night, it's precise. Catch a nigga slipping for his ice, worth your life. Answers yes, well, did nigga pay your price? Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 273 of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro, and today we have a super stacked show for you because we're going back in time like we always do on Monday, and we're going to be talking about the next episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we do, big announcement. As announced on the week, well, during the weekend, the Wrestling DeLorean podcast is now going five days a week. 
we are going to be having new shows Monday through Friday. Every Monday, we're going to be talking about Monday Night Raw. Nothing's going to change there. But we're going to be bringing back the TNA Impact reviews, and we're going to put that shit on Tuesday. Wednesday, we all know, is Extreme Day. We talk ECW. Thursday, we're going to be talking about Ring of Honor. And on Friday, we're going to start our SmackDown journey as we go all the way back to the pilot episode of SmackDown from 1999. We'll be talking about that this Friday. And going forward, the Wrestling DeLorean podcast will stay Monday through Friday. So a lot of big shit happening. I cannot wait to embark on this journey with you guys. So thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Because if it wasn't for you guys and all my Wrestling DeLorean passengers, there will be no me and I would not be able to take this journey with you. Also... I was on the Clark Street Wrestling Watch Along for the Elimination Chamber. Speaking of, shout out to the homie, Devin Array in the house. What up? Shout out to my bloodline brothers, right? Shout out to my homie, Ivan in the house. What's good, bro? We're going back. We're about to talk about this right now. We announced what the bloodline actually is. We are going to be embarking on a new journey starting March 4th. The Bloodline Wrestling Network is now going to be the home of not just the Wrestling DeLorean podcast, but a few other good podcasts. Check this out. The Bloodline Entertainment Network. Find all your sports and wrestling entertainment needs in one place as we form a new network that features several different podcasts. Watch-alongs. Sports and entertainment shows, and much more. The Bloodline Entertainment Network debuts March 5th. Word. Shout out to my Bloodline brothers. Not only the Wrestling DeLorean podcast, but Clark Street, Top Rope Wrestling Talk, the UW Pod. Yo, the Tim King Show, Circle of Debate. That is six of the best podcasts in the motherfucking game. And we're going to come together like Voltron and take over. More to come starting March 4th. Come to the launch party because we are going to take over the motherfucking game. Shout out to the Bloodline. Also, shout out to my sponsors at Manscaped.com. Put in the promo code DeLorean, capital D-E-L-O-R-E-A-N, to get 20% off everything from Manscaped.com. It doesn't matter what it is, site-wide. Get your 20% off at manscaped.com. The chat's already popping. Let's see who's in the chat already. We got Devin. Let's fucking go. Bloodline in the motherfucking building. March 4th. You don't want to miss it, people. Shout out to my homie Kofi Wheatston. I appreciate you being here. Shout out to the Dirty Heels podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, today we're talking about the April 9th, 2001 episode of Raw is War. So let's get ready. Let's strap up and let's head into the DeLorean. Let's go back in time. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being 
I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being, I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, Raw is War, April 9th, 2001. This is a hella show. This show is fucking stacked as a motherfucker. First of all, first, let's talk about the roster of this time period. I cannot even stress enough how stacked this roster was. From Kane, Undertaker, uh, Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, Perry Saturn, Stone Cold, The Rock, Triple H, uh, The Hardy Boys, The Dudley Boys, fucking Edge and Christian, Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit, yo, Kurt Angle. The list goes on and on. This is one of the most stacked rosters in fucking wrestling. And this is even before all the WCW talent comes over because this is right before the invasion angle. So there is so much about to go down. I love this time period. And I love this episode of Raw is War. Uh, last week, if you remember, we seen the birth of the two-man power trip because at the end of Raw is War, inside of a steel cage where Stone Cold was defending his world heavyweight champion, his newly won world heavyweight champion, against The Rock, someone came in and helped him. A unlikely ally in Triple H, 
Triple H and Stone Cold Steve Austin, who spent all of 1999 and 2000 feuding. I mean, hell, it was Triple H who paid off for Kishi to run Stone Cold Steve Austin over with a car. They are now together as a unit. And we're going to see how that plays out on this episode of Monday Night Raw. Before we get into it, let's check out this chat. Chat is popping right now. Don from Top Rope Wrestling Talk was good, homie. Damn right. You're welcome for the Voltron line, too. Bro, <laughs> I heard you say that the other day. I thought it was fucking awesome. The Will Gray, I appreciate you being here, homie. Throw your ones up in the air. Tim King, my brother, what's good? I appreciate you being here, bro. We got the homie Nick. What's good, homie? Appreciate you being here. My Bloodline brothers are all in the fucking chat right now. Love it. Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about this episode. Episode uh, April 9th, 2001 of Raw is War taking place in Boston, Massachusetts. Starts off with JR coming to the arena with a black eye. Vince McMahon welcomes him to the arena and says, before you go to the commentary booth, you need to come see me in the office. Let's go into the office. Let's talk out what happened. JR was a little hesitant. Like I said, he had a black eye. He had bandages on his face. He got his ass beat on SmackDown by Stone Cold Steve Austin, and we're going to talk about that in a bit. But first, JR obliges. He says, I'm here to work, but let's go. Let's go into the office. Let's talk. The actual show starts off now with Kurt Angle coming out. He's dissing Boston. He says Boston can't win a championship. The Red Sox haven't won a championship since got over 100 years. And this is uh, this is 2001, so this is prior to them actually winning the World Series. But still, fuck the Red Sox. Anyway, uh, we had Tim Wakefield in the crowd. Kurt Angle goes at Tim Wakefield a little bit. Uh, he says that the last time he was in Boston, he won the King of the Ring tournament. So tonight, he wants to win championship gold in Boston. He challenges any champion in the back to step up and face him in this ring tonight. Don't be a bitch, he said. Put up a title against your Olympic gold hero. He won't leave until he gets a title shot tonight. He says, I don't care who it is. He says, I'm not going to fake an injury like Nomar Garcia Parra. And I thought to myself when he said this, God damn, when was the last time I even heard the name Nomar Garcia Parra? See what the chat says right now. We got, what's called? The Knuckle Brawler. <laughs> World Elite Podcast, I appreciate ah, I appreciate you guys being here. Thank you so much, yo. So, yes, yeah, so Kurt Angle says he's not leaving until he gets a title shot. And then a world champion in the WWF did oblige because out comes your new WWF hardcore champion, Kane, who won that title at WrestleMania in a matchup against the Big Show and Raven. He comes out. He faces Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle's not scared, though. He faces, He runs up to the ramp and starts fighting Kane on the ramp. This is, of course, a hardcore matchup because it is for the hardcore champion, which also means that anybody could join the matchup due to the rules of the hardcore title. And that's exactly what happens here. After a lot of weapons being used, a lot of garbage can shots onto Kane and onto, uh, onto Kurt Angle, the Big Show comes out. He interferes. He interjects himself into this matchup. He hits a big choke slam on Kurt Angle. It's a big choke slam on Kane, and it goes for the pin. One, two, kick out. Out comes the... Fucking brother of Kane. Out comes The Undertaker coming out to Limp Bizkit. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Undertaker comes out. Brothers of Destruction hit a monster double choke slam on the Big Show. Big Show's out of the matchup. Then Kane hits a choke slam and a power bomb onto Kurt Angle to retain his hardcore championship. This was a fun way to open the show. A lot of interference, but 
I love the hardcore title rules. For everything that the 24-7 title is not and was not because I guess it's defunct now, the hardcore championship was, it was fun. It was anything could happen at any time. Anybody could join at any time. And I missed this time period because of the unpredictability, or is that a word? Is that how you say it? Unpredictability of the hardcore division. Anybody could join the match at any time. Start out as a one-on-one matchup between Kane and Kurt Angle, and here comes the big show. Tim Wakefield and the Wicked Knuckleball. I feel like Tim Wakefield only threw the knuckleball. I mean, I mean, shit, if it worked and no one could hit it, why not just keep throwing it? But Tim Wakefield had a nasty knuckleball. Tim King says, all this over the hardcore title? Wild. Word. You know, if this was the 24-7 title, you wouldn't see guys at the caliber of Kurt Angle and Kane and then the Big Show and Undertaker all fighting for it. So definitely, like I said, for everything that the hardcore title was, the 24-7 championship was not. And the Will Gray definitely agrees. I think everyone would agree that the hardcore title is definitely better than the 24-7 championship. Bring back the hardcore title. I definitely agree. Next up on the show, we see JR. He's in Vince McMahon's office. And then we see Stone Cold Steve Austin come in. JR looks very uncomfortable. Stone Cold Steve Austin gives off very, uh, I guess, rapey vibes. You know, rubbing on JR's back saying, that's quite a pretty cowboy hat you got there boy <laughs> fucking weird then we cut to a scene where a very pissed off big show he says tonight he wants to go one-on-one against the undertaker he does not want the undertaker to outstage him it is too long he's been in the undertaker's shadow tonight he not only steps out that shadow but he takes out the undertaker for good we are back in the office now where jr and Vince man are sitting with stone cold steve austin and Vince McMahon has a cassette tape. He wants to play something for JR and says, I think you need to rewatch what we saw happen and go down on SmackDown this past Thursday on UPN. So he puts in the tape and it's basically the scene from SmackDown where Jim Ross is trying to get answers out of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Why would Stone Cold Steve Austin go heel? Why would Stone Cold Steve Austin partner up with, of all people, Vince McMahon? Why would, after years and years of friendship with JR, with Stone Cold Steve Austin, do this and not tell JR anything about it? During the segment on SmackDown, Stone Cold Steve Austin said, I don't owe the fans any answers. He said he never came out. And this is true. You know, credit to Stone Cold. He never came out. His whole run in the WWF and says that he's doing anything for the crowd. He says that he never did anything for the crowd. He did it for himself. He said... He whipped Vince McMahon's ass all these years for himself. He whipped The Rock's ass all these years for himself. He won every single WWF championship there is to win for himself. It wasn't to please the fans. So why now all of a sudden does he need to answer to the fans? Why now does he need to answer for his actions against The Rock and teaming up with Vince McMahon? JR says, very well, you don't have to answer to the fans, but you need to answer to me. You know, I I considered you my best friend. When Owen Hart broke your neck, I was the first one and the last one visiting you in the hospital. When you were on the outs with this company, I was the one you stayed in contact with. When all odds were set against you, I was the one who had your back. So yeah, I think I deserve an answer. Stone Cold Steve Austin says, well... You're not getting one, JR. 
In fact, don't ever question me like that again. Then he starts talking shit about Oklahoma because they're in Oklahoma. JR's from Oklahoma. And then Stone Cold Steve Austin hits him with a low blow. Out comes Vince McMahon, who's on the mic. He's screaming, beat his ass, beat his ass, get him, get him, get him. And Stone Cold Steve Austin obliges. He beats JR to a bloody pulp. JR is bleeding. Yeah, I don't know if JR fucking bladed. He probably did, but JR definitely had a gusher because he was fucking bloody as hell. He was just dripping blood all over. Stone Cold was beating his ass, put him in the Stone Cold Stunner. Well, hit the Stone Cold Stunner like three times, stomped the mud hole in JR. And Vince McMahon is all laughing about it. JR and Stone Cold are raising hands. They're celebrating over the fucking limp carcass of JR. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just don't don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Then we go back to Monday Night Raw, back into the office where JR had to relive his best friend beating his ass on SmackDown. Vince McMahon says, well, now you know to stay out of our business because the more you push the rattlesnake, the more he's going to beat your ass. Stone Cold then gets up and leaves. He says, have a good show, JR. He leaves. And before JR leaves Vince McMahon's office, Vince McMahon says, do you want to go back to work now? And JR says, well, yeah. And also my lawyer said that I have quite the lawsuit on my hands. I could sue you for everything you're worth. He says, but he said, I'd rather just quit. I'd rather just quit. I'd rather not go into a legal battle with you, Mr. McMahon. I'd rather just quit. And then I'll go work for Shane McMahon in WCW, which Mr. McMahon gets really pissed off about. 
He's like, he does the the, the gulp though. That you know that fucking dramatic ass gulp that this man does. So Jr. is threatening to leave. He wants to go to WCW and work with Shane McMahon. Dom says, segment scream cringe long before anybody used that word. <laughs> the Will Gray says this was heal no fucks to give Austin. Definitely, you'll see by the end of this night that Stone Cold Steve Austin had zero fucks to give, whether you're male or female. Anyway, we see JR enter the arena. He is now joining his broadcast partner, Paul Heyman. First matchup since JR has joined is Crash Holly and Molly Holly versus Rhino. Last week, it was Crash Holly versus Rhino, and Rhino not only broke Crash Holly in half with the gore, 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 but he then hit Molly Holly with the gore, and now we have a two-on-one mixed-gender handicap matchup as Crash and his cousin Molly go against Rhino. This is no contest because within – it wasn't a no contest. It was no contest because within a couple seconds, Rhino absolutely destroys Crash Holly with the gore. Molly Holly comes out and he – what's it called? He hits a belly-to-belly on Molly Holly. Looks like he's about to gore – uh molly holly and then out comes older cousin hardcore holly who comes out and bites off rhino it is now all three hollies versus rhino and rhino retreats to the back we then see stephanie mcmahon and Vince mcmahon talking uh backstage he's talking about how you know jr can't go work for shane J- shane doesn't have a company he's he's basically just got the name WCW, WCW dead. I killed WCW. I crushed it with my palm. Where's Shane? And as this is happening, we see a feed behind him because there's a TV screen behind Vince McMahon. We see a feed of Linda McMahon entering the arena. And Stephanie's like, dad, 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 mom's here. And Vince McMahon is very nervous to see why the CEO of the WWE, Linda McMahon, is in the arena. Uh, backstage, we see... The X Factor, which is the faction of Albert, Just Incredible, and X-Pac. They jump Spike Dudley for no apparent reason backstage. We then see highlights of SmackDown where Y2J, Chris Jericho, wrestled Triple H for the IC Championship and lost his Intercontinental Champion in the main event to Triple H. William Regal then says, since Benoit and Chris Jericho keep on getting in his business, since they get a little chummy with each other, tonight it will be Chris Benoit versus Chris Jericho, one-on-one in a matchup. Speaking of matchups, let's go on to the next matchup. We have The Undertaker versus The Big Show. This was a pretty quick matchup. Uh, that seems to be the the you know common thing right now on Raw. They have these quick three- to four-minute matchups. But The Big Show comes out. Undertaker comes out to Limp Biscuit, keep rolling once again. I fucking love this version of The Undertaker. A lot of people didn't. A lot of people didn't. A lot of people didn't like The American Badass. I was a huge fan of Big Evil. I was a huge fan of The American Badass. I don't know why. I, don't get me wrong. I, I definitely do like The Dead Man a whole lot more. I love The Dark Side. I, I mean, shit, I love it a whole lot more. But I don't see why there's so much hate for Biker Taker. I fucking love The American Badass. Anyway, Taker makes quick work of the Big Show. Big Show is beating. He, he first opens up the matchup by attacking Undertaker during the entrance, beats him into the corner, stands in the corner, goes for 10 punches. As he gets to number nine, Undertaker picks him up, which is a fucking, you know, a crazy-ass feat for the Undertaker because Big Show is 500 pounds, picks him up, 
It's the last ride. That's three. Undertaker beats the Big Show in about two minutes. So I guess the Big Show is going to stay in the Undertaker's shadow. This accomplished nothing. Out comes CEO of the WWE, Linda McMahon, to the classic WrestleMania theme. Linda McMahon says that she's here to make three announcements. Announcement number one, she has fully recovered and has resumed her responsibilities as CEO of the WWF. Announcement number two, she is proud of her son Shane and wishes him luck in his future venture with WCW. She says, I hope the WWE will get up and running. I hope that you are back on TV and running shows, and I hope that you do kick Vince McMahon's ass. And then she says, speaking of Vince McMahon, number three, why she's here, she calls out Vince McMahon. Vince comes out. He says that he wants Linda to apologize. He comes out and says that he wants Linda to apologize. Linda tells him to shut up, and she will be doing all the talking. Linda shows the clip of last year where Vince McMahon said he wanted a divorce from Linda McMahon. She shows clips of Triple H, uh, not Triple H. She shows clips of Vince McMahon and Trish Stratus making out right in front of her. Shows clips of them, well, Vince just right in front of her, cheating all over her. He has clips of Valentine's Day where he takes roses from Linda McMahon to give it to Trish. And then Linda says, ever since 17, you lost to Shane. You lost Trish Stratus slapped you in the face, so you lost your little love interest, but that's not enough revenge. She said, you publicly humiliated me, so now it's time for me to publicly humiliate you. This McMahon says, before you go any further, I do want to apologize. I do feel bad for everything. He gets on his knees. He says, Linda, I'm sorry. Linda then flips it on him and says, just like you wanted a divorce and changed your mind, well, now I will tell you I want a divorce. And then she walks out. You know, my girl was watching this with me, and she's like, yo, this is a lot of family drama for a wrestling show. And that is what I love. I mean, not family drama, but I love the fact that this was the time period where it was a male soap opera. This was the time period where there was so much storyline and things that you would not expect in a fucking wrestling show. And it was stuff that would draw in casual fans. And I think that the WWE is now coming back to that with a lot of the storylines that we see today. But definitely was a very dramatic time period for the WWF. Shout out to my homie, King Huey in the motherfucking house. Cash this fade. He will definitely be on this show very soon. So stay tuned for King Huey. Shout out to the homie who was in the fucking intro, right? So if you like that little rap song in the intro, the guy rapping is this motherfucker right here and me. But this dude right here, check out Lords of Gotham, LOG music. More music coming soon. Love you, bro. Big fags, goat tier, soap opera for sure, bro. So then we come back from commercial break. We see Lita. Uh, she's talking to Linda McMahon. She says that she was inspired by Linda McMahon. And Linda McMahon thanks her. Thank you so much for, you know, being you, Lita. We appreciate women like you who don't bow down to the men. We appreciate women like you who are, you know, ready to step up and fight for what they believe in. And then as Linda goes into her limo, this McMahon runs to try to stop her. Too late. Limo takes off. But Vince McMahon is standing right next to Lita, and he says that he wants to know why Lita was talking to his wife. And Lita's like, well, you know, I was just telling her that I'm inspired, blah, blah, blah. And then Vince McMahon gives the little shut up. He says, you want to be inspired? Tonight you have a matchup. You will be teaming up with the Hardy Boys to go against Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. There you have it. The main event is sent. It is going to be the Hardys, Team Extreme, all three, Lita, Jeff, Matt. 
versus Triple H, Stephanie, and Stone Cold, the newly two-man power trip who formed this team last week on Raw. Definitely can't wait to see that main event. But speaking of six-man tags, we go to the next matchup, which is a six-man tag between all three Dudley boys, Bubba Ray, Devon, and Spike against the X-Factor, Albert, Just Incredible, and X-Pac. Uh, the Dudley boys win this matchup. It's a fun matchup. After the match, we see the what's up drop, you know, the what's up drop onto X-Pac. And then Bubba tells Devon to get the tables. They get ready to hit a 3D on X-Pac through the table. But Albert makes the save. He takes Spike Dudley and he lawn darts him to the outside to the concrete, which was fucking nasty. See, at least when Bam Bam did it, Bam Bam tossed Spike into the crowd and the crowd caught Spike. Albert tossed Spike into the fucking concrete and Spike looked like he fucking splattered on the fucking concrete. Uh, then Albert hits the Baldo bomb onto Bubba Ray Dudley through the table. Something tells me we're not going to see the last of the X Factor and the Dudley boys. Next matchup, we have Chris Benoit versus Chris Jericho. Two old rivals who are now, you know, finding themselves teaming up with each other a lot because they have a common enemy in Commissioner William Regal. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. But here they are forced to face each other. And the guy who's going to be making them face each other, William Regal, is going to be the special referee of this matchup. He is here to make sure that, to make, you know, Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit's life a living hell. And he does that exactly here. These two guys face each other. They have a great matchup. But William Regal refuses to count the pins for them. He refuses to check when Chris Benoit is tapping to the walls of Jericho. Then Chris Jericho was tapping to the crippler crossface. He refused to end the matchup. So both William Regal, I mean, both Benoit and Jericho were like, fuck this, fuck this matchup. They just jumped William Regal two on one. They put uh, the walls of Jericho and the crippler crossface on William Regal. He's tapping. No one comes out to stop it. He's pissed off. But, hey, you fucked with the fucking crippler. You fucked with Y2J. That's what happens. We then see the right to censor trying to recruit Raven to right to censor. Raven declines, but I thought that it was very interesting to see Stevie Richards trying to recruit Raven, especially with the ECW uh, history between Raven and Stevie Richards and Stevie Richards being under Raven's uh, mind control. Here, it was kind of like the reverse. They were trying to get 
Raven to to submit, they said, his mind over to right to censor. Raven declines, though, which leads to a matchup between Val Venus and Raven in this show. Raven hits the Raven effect, but does not win the matchup. The right to censor, they they interfere many times during this matchup. And in the end, Val Venus wins with the money shot. I always thought it was funny because Val Venus is a reformed porn star here. He's with the right to censor. He turned his life around, but he's still going by Val Venus. And his, his finishing move is still called the money shot. But anyway, enough of all that bullshit, right? Let's talk about this main event. It is Jeff, Matt, and Lita, the Hardy Boys, versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H, and Lita. It is very, you know, cool to see fresh faces in the main event. In a time period where you had so many stars like Undertaker, The Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H, it was cool to see the Hardy Boys main event Raw. This is actually the first time that Jeff and Matt were in the main event and Lita was in the main event of Raw. But Stone Cold Steve Austin and Triple H beat the ever-loving shit out of the Hardy Boys. Even though the Hardy Boys did have some nice double-team moves, the story being told was that the Hardy Boys, whether they were out, you know, powered and outsized by Stone Cold and Triple H, they were a brother tag team, they are an actual tag team, and they have chemistry that Stone Cold and Triple H cannot have with just one tag match. These guys grew up with each other. They, they were raised with each other. So they know each other like the back of their hand. So... Triple H and Stone Cold could be a tag team, but Jeff and Matt would work like a tag team. I love that story here. Uh, all of these, all of the men were brawling on the outside at the end of this matchup where it was just Stephanie and Lita in the ring. And without the guys even knowing what was going on in the ring, Lita hits the moonsault on Stephanie to get the pin. One, two, three, which leads to Stone Cold and Triple H getting pissed off. They take out the Hardy Boys. Then Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, who was it? It was the Will Gray who said this was heel, no fucks given Austin. Throw that comment back up. Yes, this was. Because Stone Cold Steve Austin took a fucking chair and nailed Lita. Then he nailed Jeff Hardy with a fucking crazy ass concussion given shot to the head. And then he takes out Matt Hardy. Then he looks like he's going to go to town with the chair on Matt Hardy like he did to The Rock at WrestleMania. And to save her man, Lita puts her limb body over Matt Hardy. And Stone Cold says, fuck it. He starts wilding out. Stone Cold nails Lita with about 10 or 11 chair shots and then starts choking her out with the chair. Triple H picks Lita up, hits a pedigree, picks her back up. Stone Cold hits the fucking Stone Cold stunner. Yo, they wild out. See, last week I talked about how there was a lot of men on women violence. I talked about how, you know, you had Perry Saturn hit a powerbomb on uh, Terry Reynolds. You had, who was it? It was a uh, rhino hit the gore on Molly Holly, but one move as compared to Stone Cold Steve Austin hitting Lita with about 16 or 17 chair shots was fucking insane. This shit wouldn't fly any day. I'm surprised it fucking was flying on 2001, but it was just to build the fact that Stone Cold Steve Austin was an ultimate heel. You know, if turning on The Rock or teaming up with Vince McMahon wasn't enough to make these uh, people boo him. If beating JR's ass in Oklahoma wasn't enough to make the people boo him, beating up Lita with a fucking chair, that crowd finally booed him out the building. So it was official. This crowd hates Stone Cold because of what he did. So the mission was accomplished here. And before we end this Raw, right, 
it was a fucking good raw. It was amazing. I love the fucking, you know, the main event. I love how they set up Stone Cold to be the ultimate heel. I love the two-man power trip. Dom here says the two-man power trip gave negative fucks. Totally agree. Uh, Devin says, yo, they fucked Lita up. It was bad, bro. Before we end this episode, I just want to talk about the two-man power trip. You know, people look back at this team and they talk about how, no pun intended, how powerful this team was between Stone Cold and Triple H. This team only lasted about four weeks because just as they formed the team, this is right before Triple H was taken out with his quad injury. In a couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about the matchup between the two-man power trip, Stone Cold and Triple H versus Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho. And that's the matchup where Triple H was taken out. And to think that all these years later, we still look at the two-man power trip as one of the fucking most dominant teams in WWF, and they only were around for like four weeks, that says a lot. Let's talk about the, the significance of this team. Like I just said, Stone Cold Steve Austin turned heel at WrestleMania. The crowd didn't care. Stone Cold Steve Austin was beloved, so they did not boo him. Last week, joined forces with Triple H. The crowd still didn't, still didn't boo him. But it was not until Triple H and Stone Cold beat up Lita where that crowd finally booed him. And it was more Triple H trying to get Stone Cold to bring more of that ruthless aggression out, right? So I feel like this team saved the Stone Cold heel turn. Because nobody wanted to see Stone Cold turn heel. But how the fuck can you like him after he beat Lita up the way he beat Lita up? You know, I think that this team would have been one of the greatest tag teams in WWF history if they continued to team up and go down this path. It's unfortunate that Triple H got taken out with a quad injury. But hindsight being 2020, we know this leads to the return of Triple H in 2002 at Madison Square Garden, Royal Rumble victory, and then they continue the feud on from there. But the two-man power trip in this time period was one of the most ruthless teams in WWF and in professional wrestling. Definitely would have been interesting to see where they would have gone if Triple H did not get injured. And also, I think it's also funny because JR referred to them as a two-man power trip, but never in the two-man power trips run as a tag team where they named the two-man power trip. It was just something that JR called them. The fans ran with it and called them the two-man power trip, but never were they called that officially. It was always just Stone Cold Steve Austin and Triple H. So I think that that's kind of interesting too. But that's it, ladies and gentlemen. I strongly recommend that anybody who loves this time period, check out this Raw. So many stars on this Raw. Like I said, from Jericho and Benoit to Undertaker and Kane and Kurt Angle and The Big Show, the Dudley Boys, the Hardy Boys, Stone Cold, Triple H, The Rock, JR, McMahon, yeah, Linda, the whole family feud. This was such a great episode of Monday Night Raw. Check it out. I love this time period. It, it was just such a fucking great time period for professional wrestling. Dom says, because he's Stone Cold, props to Lita too. Lita took a fucking beating. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, because like I announced in the beginning of the show, we are going five days a week. You do not have to wait till Wednesday for the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. I will be back here tomorrow for a new episode of the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. We're bringing back the TNA reviews. We're talking about the October 19th, 2006 episode of Impact Wrestling the Impact episode where Kurt Angle makes his debut in TNA. You do not want to miss it. 
I appreciate everybody for being here. Shout out to my bloodline brothers in the chat. Shout out to all my wrestling glory and passengers in the chat. Shout out to everybody listening worldwide. I appreciate you guys. Stay tuned for more information on March 4th in the bloodline. I love you guys. I'll catch you on Wednesday with a, well, no, I'll catch you tomorrow. See, I almost forgot my own announcement. I'll catch you tomorrow with a new episode of the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Love you guys. Peace out, y'all. Bloodline Entertainment Network. Find all your sports and wrestling entertainment needs in one place as we form a new network that features several different podcasts, watch-alongs, sports and entertainment shows, and much more. The Bloodline Entertainment Network debuts before Sarah discovered ChumbaCasino.com, she enjoyed chamomile tea. Come on, big jackpot. And being in PJs by six. Let's go. The new fun Sarah Woo-hoo! often thinks about the old boring Sarah. Yes. And wonders if that Sarah ever really existed. Chumba Casino has over a 100 casino-style games. So join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. No purchase necessary. We were created by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.